0: Hi there, thanks for tuning in to the g Podcast, a show for car enthusiasts, by car enthusiasts. Well, that was quite a weekend of Formula One. The Monaco Grand Prix not only provided a weekend of lots of key moments and incidents, but also shook up things for the rest of the season. In order to do a proper recap of Sunday's race, we need to pick up where the last episode of the G-Force podcast from Friday left, which includes news from the third practice session and then quali, all of it on Saturday. That'll help frame the action from Sunday's race properly. So Saturday. Recall that Friday was a break day as per the tradition with the Monaco Grand Prix, and Thursday then hosting FP1 and 2. Thursday saw a few incidents and bumps, including from both Fernando Alonso and Mick Schumacher. Well, unfortunately, there would be some more incidents in the final practice session for Mick. It what was turning out to be a very tough weekend, he ended up spitting out in the wall at Casino Square late into FP3, damaging his Haas significantly. It was so bad that he ended up missing Quali and was going to have to start at the back of the grid. Monica was the first time his teammate Nikita Mazepin outqualified him. Mind you, only getting 19th. But still, this is kind of a signal of just how rough of a weekend Mick was having. And Mick's crash wasn't the only incident. Williams driver Nicholas Latifi also hit the wall during FP3 at the exit of turn 15. Now this spot historically has been a troublemaker, as drivers need to cut as close as possible to the inside wall on the turn itself. However, if they hit the wall, that pushes the car in the opposite direction, over the exit curb, and then launches the car, usually into the wall. And this was exactly what happened to Latifi. Fortunately though, Williams was able to get the car ready for quality later that afternoon. With that exciting start to Saturday, the hype was real for Quali. After struggling with gearbox issues on Thursday's FP1, Monegasque driver Charles Leclerc seemed to be determined to end his curse of never finding success at his home Grand Prix. In practice, he held the fastest lap time before his gearbox issue, so there was a lot of excitement that he could pull off some magic in Quali to beat out Max Verstappen and the Mercedes crew of Valtteri Bottas and Lewis Hamilton to take pole for Sunday's home race for him. Going into Q3, the final round of qualifying, Leclerc kept up his pace, and with only a few laps to go, he managed to set the fastest time, taking pole position. That being said, both Verstappen and Bottas were hot on his tail, getting close and threatening Leclerc's time. However, before they could put in a faster time, Leclerc, in pursuit of a faster lap, ended up hitting the wall at turn 15, going over the curb and into that exit wall. The same crash as Latifi from earlier that afternoon. The damage to the Ferrari was quite extensive and brought out the red flags right at the end of the session. Some saw this as a deliberate crash, so that way, Leclerc could hold on to pole position. But the reality is, Leclerc would never risk serious damage, nor his health, just to bring a quali session to an early end. In addition, Ferrari would never advise a driver to crash during quali, especially after that same car had gearbox issues earlier that weekend and they were already in a vulnerable position because of that. It really was just an unfortunate situation for the paddock, impacting those who wanted to try and get a faster time. But it was also an unfortunate situation for Ferrari and Leclerc, as it put a lot of stress on the team to figure out how to get ready for Sunday's race. With the crash ending quality early, the starting grid for Sunday was with Leclerc on pole, Verstappen in second, Bottas in third, and Carlos Sainz in fourth. A pretty fantastic result for Ferrari if you take out Leclerc's crash. Hamilton ended up qualifying down in seventh. A pretty dismal result for the current world champion and the points leader going into this weekend. Hint, hint. And so that brings us to Sunday, race day. On Friday, We mentioned that the narrow streets of Monaco, coupled with the tight turns, makes it a difficult track for cars to pass each other on. So the start is especially critical to maintain or possibly even gain positions in this race. Yesterday proved that pretty well. So did the starting grid lead through the first lap? Pretty much, no significant position jostling among the front five. However, Just before the race actually started, and even before the formation lap, big drama, Charles Leclerc's gearbox was acting up, and the car could not make it to the starting lineup. That was the end for Leclerc's car, and for his race, genuinely one of the most brutal moments in F1 this year, with the home Grand Prix curse continuing for Leclerc since 2018, when he was in Formula 1, he has never finished the Monaco Grand Prix. The starting grid kept the same positions, just with an open spot on pole. From there, the rest of the race, well, quite frankly, was not the most entertaining. Not a lot of passing, and the safety car never went out, meaning no crashes or incidents to mess up the pack. Heck, even with the front of the pack lapping the rest of the field, there was little drama. By the way, the first person lapped was Mazepin, on lap 23 of 78. Needless to say, even with both Haas cars starting from the back of the grid, they sure got to experience a lot of cars passing them this race. Most of the field started off on soft tires to try and get early advantages with faster pace at the beginning. But there was a sizable chunk of the field running with medium tires from the beginning too. And then there was Lance Stroll and Yuki Tsunoda who started off with hard tires. Apparently their strategy being to run as long as possible and hope for a safety car to take advantage of for the pit. Zunota ended up going 64 laps on his tires, only to end up pitting without the advantage of a safety car. The rest of the pack started pitting from around lap 30, with Hamilton leading the way. He had gotten up to about 5th place with Leclerc out and some good driving before the pit, but unfortunately the pit strategy ended up putting him down to 8th place, where he would struggle to make up room even with the rest of the field pitting. One lap later, though, his teammate Bottas also pitted, but quickly, Mercedes realized there was an incident. Bottas was stuck in the pit with the team trying to get the wheel nut off his front right wheel. After what seemed like ages, and with Bottas dropping from 2nd down to 17th, he was forced to retire due to the fact the wheel was still stuck on the car from 2nd place all the way down to a DNF. What a catastrophic pit for Mercedes, and a disastrous series of pits back to back for them. Back up front, Verstappen continued to dominate with his pace, followed by Carlos Sainz in his Ferrari, and Lando Norris in 3rd. But closing in on Norris was Sergio Perez, was also keeping the Red Bulls in the hunt for some more good points this weekend. By lap 65 of 78, he closed the gap on Norris to within one second, but that would be as close as he would get to trying to get third place or a podium finish. Meanwhile, jumping up into fifth was Sebastian Vettel, and he was in the middle of pulling off a great run for Aston Martin this week. With his teammate Lance Stroll just behind him in eighth place. For a team that's been struggling to get some points throughout the start of the season, if they could get both drivers to finish in the points, that would be a fantastic result. So it's a pretty mixed grid heading into the last 15 laps. Speaking of this time, let's go back to Sonoda. After finally pitting for new soft tires, he ends up taking the fastest lap point from Red Bull. Although he wouldn't gain any points due to the fact that he was projecting to fall outside of the top 10 finishers. At this time, Mercedes seemed to realize there's no way for Hamilton to pass 6th place Pierre Gasly. So they pit him again to get some soft tires and try to chase down the fastest lap point. And so, lap 78 rolls around And Verstappen takes the checkered flag, followed by Sainz in second and Lando Norris taking the final podium spot. It was pretty great seeing Carlando on the podium, especially being Monaco. Hamilton ended up finishing in seventh, but then he also got the point for the fastest lap. We leave Monaco with Verstappen taking not only the victory, but a four-point lead over Hamilton for the Drivers' Championship with 105 vs. 101 points. Red Bull also edged out Mercedes for the Constructors' lead with 149 points versus 148 for Mercedes. Overall, it was a really successful weekend for Red Bull. And then also for Aston Martin, who jumped up to 5th in points with both drivers finishing in the top 10. For Ferrari, it was definitely a mixed weekend. Sure, they got their first podium of the season with Sainz's P2 finish, but of course they missed out on Leclerc being able to have a chance to finish up there too, potentially even for the win. Mercedes though probably had the worst weekend of the top 5 teams, with Hamilton being disappointing really the whole weekend, and then the very unfortunate end for Bottas's drive. Overall, even though the race wasn't the most exciting, the results really make the paddock standings much more entertaining for the rest of the season. Can Verstappen keep building on his success, or will Hamilton strike back with a vengeance? Let us know on Twitter and Instagram, at g Podcast.